0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the channel JD here from JD Sports Cards with a uh, another episode of Cardboard Diaries, where you get to hear me rant for a few minutes on uh, all things related to sports cards, things that have been kind of on my mind over the last few weeks, months, whatever that I haven't really talked about in any of my uh, recent videos. Hope everybody is having a, a great end of the week. Uh, Sunday it's beautiful out here in uh, New England uh, finally feels like fall uh, which is I guess good and bad uh, hopefully the prices of uh, heating oil <laughs> stay down this winter but I you know you know how that goes um, if you're new here you know feel free to subscribe I, I would love to have you join the, sh- the, the channel and the family uh, as always thumbs up thumbs down icon I appreciate that and I appreciate the comments that you guys give me uh, and the interactions, and uh, you'll see scrolling down below, uh, we do have our seven-day free trial of CardHedge uh, going across the, uh, the bottom of the screen. Uh, so full disclosure, you know, for those of you that are returning, you guys already know this, I am a uh, owner of CardHedge, um, you know, something I'm pretty proud of, uh, kind of stumbled upon early on in uh, 2020, uh, and it's just continued to grow and grow and grow. Uh, we're pushing 25,000 single cards into our database right now. Uh, and when you do the math across five grading companies plus raw uh, and all the different grades, there's there's hundreds of thousands of cards that we're tracking. Um, I should have a pretty big couple of announcements this week, I'm hoping. Um, so stay tuned for those. Uh, they involve, one involves something very unique for, for collectors uh, and investors, uh, like myself and yourself. Uh, the other is another, uh, source of data, uh, to compare to, uh, you know, we have eBay, we have my slabs, we have a few of the auction houses, uh, and we should be bringing in another platform, uh, this, this, this week, I'm hoping. So, uh, stay tuned, really exciting stuff going on. Uh, and without any, uh, you know, further ado, let's get going. So I got some show notes here to the side. Uh, I got my cup of coffee. Uh, Had Sunday morning soccer for one of my kids. So uh, good stuff there. Um, Anyway, first thing I wanted to talk about, something I realized this weekend. Uh, I've had a lot of people reaching out to me lately over the last, I'd say over the last month and a half, two months. Uh, People that are either getting back into cards uh, they're either back into cards and, and they're taking on some new ventures in life. Um, and, and just kind of questions in general from my, my normal friends, um, that I talk to quite regularly, um, about, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, and it got, it got me thinking like, this past weekend, I really started to look at a lot of the buying that I have done over the last year and a half, two years now, and I get somewhat disgusted with myself. Um, I kind of, I think the way to best describe it is, you can, I can now officially break my collection down into like the first half of getting back into collecting versus getting the knowledge and reacclimating myself with cards and the hobby and what's, what's going on, um, like a second half. Uh, I feel like I'm in chapter two now. Um, so the first half of the, the 2020, you know, I got back in and I was just buying cards like a madman. Uh, there was really no rhyme or reason to what I was doing. Uh, and I realized, you know, I didn't realize anything at the time. Uh, I just, you know, I was buying these cards and fire sales and things like that, Uh, and it was a lot of quantity. Now, what I will say is this. If that's something that you like, you like having a lot of quantity, then fast forward. Uh, If it's If you're struggling with kind of what I have sort of struggled with, uh, pay attention. So what I've realized, what I started to realize, I would say in July of 2020, was I really needed to target my approach and focus on specific things for however long it was going to be, but I need to focus on specific things, because what I found and this is just me talking. So, you know, take from what you want. But what I found is with all the new stuff, there are so many choices out there, whether it's like if you just focus on Prism basketball, there's 40 plus parallels to learn just for prison basketball. Right. So that in itself is is quite a task. Um, and, and I don't know if you can ever really fully master every single thing in your head. Now, some people can because they're just like a card savant, but I, I have too much going on in my life to even in bother with that. Then when you go into optic or select or this or that, you know, there's sets I'm still learning about from Panini products as I'm doing, uh, if you've watched my last couple videos where I've talked about panini insert sets. There's there's things I'm learning about that I didn't even know existed. Um, so it's, you know, to, to borrow a line from uh, those back pages, Eric, love your stuff, buddy. Um, I don't even know if you watch me, but, you know, those of you that do, if you don't, go check it out. Um, but he always talks about share your knowledge. And it's, it's, it's true, because there's so much stuff, right? So, with all that in mind, all that, once I came to that realization, like, wow, this is just too much. Um, I had started back solely telling myself I was only going to collect basketball cards. If you guys have been watching my videos, that's changed. Uh, you know, I've kind of gotten a way from basketball, uh, especially the new guys, because there's just, I, I can't wrap my head around the prices with what's going on with these, these ple- like LaMelo ball is not. A five hundred dollar card. I'm not going to do that. Um, you know the Zion and Jaw thing. I, I had a hard time figuring, uh, like, understanding why is Zion selling for more than than Kobe cards or Shaq cards. And the argument I would get originally was, well, there was just more printed. I, I don't know who's paying attention to the print runs here, but Panini's doing a pretty damn good job of. of catching flare, Ultra and, and Upper Deck and, and Tops and some of this. That, that There's a lot of cards on the market, people. Uh, so to me, I realized that that argument is invalid. And I just couldn't pay more for a, a Zion or a Ja or a Shea Gilgis Alexander or even like my boy Tatum um, than you could for Kobe and Shaq and some of these other guys. I'd say August of of 2020, things really shifted and a lot of money moved out of the new guys into the the Hall of Famers and the veterans and and things that, you know, players that have come before. And that to me was the first sign that, okay, the hobby, people that have been back in now for a few months, people have woken up and they've realized, like, what am I doing here? That was a big kind of positive sign for me. Uh, because money was being spent, but it was, in my opinion, my opinion only, it was smart money being spent. Uh, people realized accolades and championships and MVPs and things like that mattered. Um, being the first overall draft pick, you know, three years into your career doesn't justify certain prices. Um, you know, I, I, again, I go back to Luca, you know, my, my buddy, uh, card currency uh made a made a great point this weekend we were talking about luca and uh you know one of my other buddies said well you know luca's got that international market and my buddy card was like yeah but the majority of those sales are in the u.s so that argument is is basically bullshit and i was like you know what you're right um so to me i i still can't wrap my head around that uh it kind of is what it is. We, You know, that stuff has been talked about at nauseum, so I'm not going to waste my time. But anyway, what I realized was I really need to start targeting specific cards of players, uh, whether it was uh, a guy I'm very high on, uh, if you can tell from my Red Sox stuff, Rafael Devers. It, you can get a, a base Chrome, a base Tops, a, a base Bowman first, whatever the hell it is you want to get. At any time, there's a ton of them out there. Um, They're cheap, but they're not necessarily. If they're for your PC, sure, great. But if you're looking at it as an investment, your money is better spent elsewhere. So that's where you really gotta figure out the parallels, um, you know, and your budget. Uh, You know, so if you're if you have a hundred dollar a week card budget. What I've done is where can I get the most bang for my money? Um, and that's how I've started to operate. And I've slowly, slowly, because it's 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 hard to get away from your habits. Um, but over the last seven, eight months, I've done a very good job of targeting what I specifically want to buy. Um, I wanted for, believe it or not, like recently, uh, I, I wanted... A LeBron rookie card. I hate LeBron. I, I have no use for the guy, but I understand his significance in the game of basketball, uh, as well as the hobby. And I was able to pull off a trade with my buddy, Mike. Thanks Mike for the trade. Um, I did unload two big ass Sidney Crosby cards, but I got back a nice, nice haul of not only LeBron, but, uh, some Crosby, some Randy Moss, some Eli Mann, like stuff that I wanted. Um, and stuff that I think, for both of us, the Crosby's aren't going down in value and the stuff he traded me, I I don't think is going to go down in value. Um, in fact, I think I got some of it, especially the LeBron at a pretty good discount. Um, so with targeting the stuff, like I think of baseball, that the base is is great. It's great. Like there's nothing wrong with the base, but if a hundred dollars is your weekly budget, look for a pink look for an orange look for a blue look for a refractor um, look for an atomic you know and then if the tops chrome is too much for you head on over to Bowman's best there's tons of deals in Bowman's best um, from there then it becomes you know when you're in it when you're in a, a cycle of buying uh, I, I've been in baseball for a while. I've moved back over to hockey. I've been in vintage baseball for a while. Uh, Just pick your category, stick to it, and be happy with what you buy. Um, If you can justify your purchases to yourself, great. If you're looking to buy stuff to make money, you have to understand not everything is worth money, okay? Okay. Um, and not everything is worth getting graded, which brings me to my next topic I want to talk about. Uh, so, you know, card grading, right? We, we've, it's something that I think everybody can talk about any day of the week. Everybody's got an opinion on it. Um, it's easy content. Uh, I don't think anybody that creates content will disagree with me. It's, it's easy content. Uh, however, what I will say is, you know, working, and, and being part of Card Hedge for the last 18 months or so now, the price difference between these companies is really not that much anymore. You know, really not. Um, I would still say if you have a big boy card and your sole goal is to sell it to make a profit, then you should be sending that card to PSA. However, if your personal preference is to send that card to CSG because that's who you like to grade with, then... You don't need to go on YouTube to to grade with CSG. That's who you want to grade with. Grade with them. Um, just on the back end, don't get frustrated when you value that card and you know that card is worth thousand dollars, and people are only offering um, you six seven hundred. You got to kind of un- you have to understand that there are differences in resale value between between the companies. But it's no longer like it once was. Uh, And I'm not here to tell you that, you know, hallelujah, hallelujah, all things are equal. No, that's not the case. Um, PSA still outsells everybody else. But with a big but, that is changing by the day. Uh, SGC, if you're looking to make money, guys, right, like every month, how you're not using a bulk submitter and sending your cards into SGC and getting them back in a 30-day time period blows my mind. It just makes too much sense, right? If you if you buy five Austin Riley cards and you want to sell them for the playoffs, for $25 a pop through one of these bulk submitters, you, you can't go wrong. Big deal if it only sells for $200. If you bought it for $25, you're into it for $50, and you sell it for $200, you make yourself $150, you move on with your life. To me, that, that's that's a no-brainer um and then then to be able to move on right so then you want to start taking advantage of basketball it just you know or you want to take care you know football whatever it is like there, there's just so much benefit to not being tunnel visioned into the psa pipeline there's a there's a place for psa and if that's your thing great i'm not knocking it i don't care um i would certainly use psa for the right card uh for the majority of my cards that i try to resell they're usually a thousand dollars or less. I'm gonna go with SGC and CSG now for even more stuff um, that I like. I, I talked about some of my my poor purchases, the things that I feel are grade worthy, but I don't want to spend twenty five. But I do feel twelve dollars justifies it. Let's face it, the majority of the the consumers and cards want graded cards. So to me, there's a place for everybody if you haven't bought a CSG slab, I, I I would buy one, you know, find something, find a player you like, buy a card in a CSG slab, get it in hand. I had to get one in hand to realize, wow, this is a nice looking slab. The green is not nearly as bad as I thought. Um, And and it's solid. It's crystal clear. The cards present well, Uh, you know, so to me from what I do, sgc csg with a little bit of psa mixed in works well if for whatever reason i had a bowman auto that i wanted to get graded or something like that i'd send it off to bgs it's just you got to know where to send your stuff but for me the majority of stuff is going to go to sgc next topic uh card hedge I, i talked about card hedge stuff at the beginning uh You know, guys, like I said, man, it's something I'm real proud of. Uh, Not going to waste too much time talking about the the rest of it because it's not fully official yet. But once it does come out, um, we'd love to have you part of the family over at Card Hedge. So scrolling across the screen, seven day trial. You can't go wrong. Uh, If you don't like it, hey, it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, And then last, right, I've heard this talked about on a couple of different podcasts, uh, this past week. Uh, and and it's funny because I was wondering this myself. Uh, if you guys remember a few weeks ago, uh, if you watch my stuff kind of regularly, I did a video talking about the difference in views between my slabs and eBay and how eBay had so many more views than my slabs. And then I I don't know. Right around that time, it kind of hit me as I was looking at those views. I was like, huh, you know, those views even seem kind of low for eBay. Then it hit me. Then eBay comes out now with this like new promotion thing. So like you already have the promoted listing, but now they have like this new thing coming out, like like super promoter, Um, like Don King's promoting your cards. And it just made me wonder: Are they like, are they like filtering out card listings now that aren't that people aren't clicking promote or this new thing that they've got coming out? Uh, I've I've noticed that. Sure, like I had some baseball cards listed, and but it's not like I had, uh, you know, Matt. Cal Eldred cards, you know, listed, or uh, you know, Mackie Sasser's, you know, it was Otani's, it was Tatis, Guerrero. Um, it wasn't like these these no-name dudes, uh, and the views weren't there. I promoted them for two weeks just to see. Nothing sold. I did sell one tatis. I promoted them and I noticed how much the viewership increased. I would say it increased easily like 15% um, in those two weeks that I did it. Might not even have been two weeks. Might've been about nine days. Um, The views weren't there. I pulled the listings. Uh, I kind of wondering like, so are we at the point where my slabs star star stock, Facebook, the shows Uh, With all of this stuff being back, has it cut into eBay's grasp on the hobby? You know, let's face it. You can't get the reach anywhere else that you can with eBay. But I think people are pretty sick and tired of the whole COVID thing and, and, you know, lot being locked down and you can't do this you can't do that this is closed you got to wear a mask you got to do this you got to do that right and and now with shows being back and more shows than ever before i I feel like the shows are like when i was a kid there's shows all the time when i was a kid and and like almost every weekend there's a show around me which is great there's card shops in my state opening up left and right before there was one card shop in my entire pathetic state um now there's like five within 20 minutes of me it's awesome um, and the shows have been awesome, uh, from what I hear from talking to a lot of the veterans, um, they've been bigger and better than they've ever been. The, the hobby is, is firing on full cylinders, right? Um, and it, it's just kind of made me wonder, you know, do I really want to waste my time giving away 11 and a half percent of my, my sale price when I can take cards to a card show and just sell them there? Like I'm not in a rush to sell them. So if I can wait a week or two to go to the next show and I can trade or I can sell, I'm, I'm much, much more apt to do that in person than I am over the internet. I, I'm, I'm a little sketchy and leery about trading online. Um, but we're going to take care of that. I think at card hedge for you, a little, little, little hint there. Um, but you know, when you're in person, it's easy to do deals, uh, so while I do think the shows have been a, a, taking a big piece of that, you know, you can't knock, you know, the the chunk Facebook has taken out, Instagram, whatnot, uh, star stock, and, you know, people getting into NFTs, collectible. There's just, just a lot of places to buy and sell cards now. Um, and I, I think it has affected eBay. Um, and I, I really do think eBay is going to have to be, you know, I think. We all understand this. That if you've been in the game for a while, eBay is very slow to change. Uh, for such a massive conglomerate, they are very slow to change. And I, I do have to give them some credit. Over the last couple of months, they've they've rolled out some things that have you know would have taken them years to do in the past. Curious to see what they're going to do because I, I do think they are losing viewership. Now, when you're reaching billions of people what is the dent in the armor to them? Right. But they make money off us selling our stuff on their platform. So if we're not selling our stuff on their platform, uh, they got to make it more competitive <clears throat> to me. Yeah. I, I, the more I think about it, you know, do I really want to give up 10% of my sales? Uh, I'm starting to really get away from that. And, and, having the shows and and shops and things like that to do trades and and facebook the different group to just sell there i'd rather pay the three and a half percent or whatever it is to paypal um even venmo now right venmo you can pay goods and services and it's like a one and a half percent transaction your money you need to figure this out like you can't just stay one way you got to adapt and and constantly evolve and make your money work for you and if you don't you're losing out right So, anyway, that's it for this week, uh, this episode of Cardboard Diaries. Hope you guys enjoyed it, took a little something from it. Um, I haven't rambled kind of unscripted in a while, and I felt like doing that today. Uh, Enjoy football. Hopefully my New York football giants can uh, pull out a win, but I highly doubt that. Go Sox, baby. And uh, until the next time, I will see you.